Hi friends, welcome back. It has been so long. It's literally been like almost four months. I can't believe it's taken me this long, but today is exciting because I'm recording a solo episode for the first time in ever. So I'm super nervous and I hope you like it. And if you don't, truly no hard feelings because I have not been trained to do this. I have not even listened to solo episodes to like reference how these are supposed to go. So I currently just have a list of Q&A questions that I asked people on social way back when, and I'm going to answer them. In the meantime, I just wanted to check in and see how everyone is doing. It's like crazy if you're in North America, I mean, Canada specifically, we've like shifted fully out of like the pandemic, which is like, I don't even know how to react to it. But yeah, life is kind of getting back to normal-ish, whatever that is, but it's been an adjustment for me. And yeah, March has been a wild and crazy month and I feel like the world is in a terrible place but there's also so much beauty in seeing people come together and supporting one another and trying their best to just build a better tomorrow with helping people today if that makes sense but yeah March was really hard I feel like I felt personally just like a lot of pressure from taking on a little bit too much and that was definitely an eye-opening learning for me about not taking on more than you can chew and I think that really goes back to like scarcity mindset and just feeling like you don't have enough so when all these like opportunities are presented you like just say yes and then you don't really think about how you're going to feel after and I think it was my first time really feeling that way and haven't really been listening to my gut and I think spoiler (laughs) one of the questions is what did you learn this year and what have you learned so far and I think that was one of my biggest learnings and I think that it's good that I saved this recording for the end of the month for me to reflect on all of that and what's happened but yeah I don't know if anyone else has just like felt really weird but you're not alone you're never alone there's always someone going through it as well but yeah i'm really happy that this month is like coming to a close i feel really good and energized about it so it is saturday and i just came home from a really lovely event with hoka and we worked out and we tried their new shoe and i absolutely loved it it was so nice to like get to see people you haven't seen in such a long time and yeah that was great So I'm going to like, even though this is the intro, I'm going to go into the first thing and people are just like, what products are you loving right now? So there's like a couple, but so first and foremost, I talk about breath work a lot. And for me, it's definitely been the other ship app because it is a breathwork app, but it's like nothing I've really like used before. And I say that because if you've listened to Calm or Headspace, it's very like guided and calming and like, you know, very nice. It makes you feel like warm and fuzzy, but sometimes it's kind of like difficult to get into that state all the time. Like if it's in the middle of the day and you want to do like a quick session, like 
in between meetings or something like that. you're on a walk. So this is like a friend is talking to you and it's like, you can get like five minute, 10 minute, 40 minutes. I've been doing it on flights. I've been doing it like mid meetings, like just put in your ear. And I typically do the 10 minute one just to like quickly breathe in and out, but I love it. It's awesome. I think I have a code. I'm pretty sure I might have a code. So if you download the app, like DM me and I can get that to you. In terms of skincare, I love this new vitamin C serum. So it's a vitamin C hyaluronic acid hybrid that I've been using. It's actually Canadian. The company is based in Calgary. It's called First Base Skincare. So it's so light. First of all, it smells amazing. I think it's fully natural or if it's not, it's very clean. Yeah. So like 95% of it are organic. Like 95% of the ingredients are organic, which is incredible. So it's a vitamin C hyaluronic acid. I put it on right after I wash my face and I do have to layer with a cream only because I don't know what's happened in the past two months. I'm assuming it's the weather, but my face has been so dry. But what I've noticed with using this product is that it feels a lot like my skin looks a lot brighter and just a little bit more vibrant. So I absolutely love it. And I do have a code. It's lemon 15 for 15% off your first order. This is really not an ad. I just really like, (laughs) I really like the product and I use it. And I'm trying to think of any other skin stuff that I've been using. I mean, nothing new that I've incorporated. So just that. Okay. But I'm totally that person. And I started using athletic greens. So hear me out. I was like, I need to order this because I, like everyone else, got bombarded with ads left, right, and center. And taking a green powder kind of like alleviated the, you know, I'm not getting enough vegetables and fruits in my day. So I take that first thing in the morning and forget about it for the rest of the day and like would not panic about making sure I'm eating like the right amounts of foods. But I stopped because the brand that I was using like literally killed my stomach. Like my stomach hurt so much after. And I don't know if it was something in it because nothing really changed, but it, it, yeah, it just really affected me and I stopped and this came around. And then when I started taking athletic greens, there was a probiotic in it. So I was like, I don't need to take a probiotic anymore. So that's kind of like my one stop shop. I take it in the morning and that's it, my friends. That's all I'm taking in the morning. And I love it. I know people have said, it's like, oh, my energy is up. I don't feel my energy being up. Like I still drink coffee, but I have noticed the biggest improvement in my digestion. And also like, it's not like I've been using it for a week. I'm on my fourth month. So yeah, I've noticed a huge improvement in my digestion. And those are the three things that I love right now. And that's about it. So I kind of got the, what I love out of the way I want to focus this episode on the questions that you sent through. So I hope you enjoy it. And honestly, if you don't like it, I'm not offended because I probably did not execute this properly. But anyways, I'm going to stop talking about this little intro piece and we're going to get into that episode. And I really hope that I get to see you soon. And another thing I want to say is thank you to each and every single one of you that is still with me since 2018. It's been a wild ride. I can't believe that I'm still doing this and I'm so 
honored and thankful that I have you here with me. Now to the episode. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to tell you guys about a super convenient service I recently discovered thanks to today's sponsor, Walmart Online Grocery. They have an awesome pickup service that makes grocery shopping so easy. Seriously, I cannot wait to try this myself. I don't know about you, but the thought of having to go to three different stores to get all the items that you need for the week really overwhelms me. When you shop for pickup on walmart.ca slash grocery, you're able to get everything from your supplements to fresh produce and even skincare all at the same low price as in store. The best part is when you order groceries valued at $35 or more, you can pick them up at your local Walmart in just four hours and have them dropped off to your car for free. From now until April 30th, new customers save $15 on your first four grocery orders of $75 or more with code LEMONWATER60 by visiting walmart.ca slash grocery promo. Now to the episode. Okay, friends, are we ready? I'm just going to get right into it. So a lot of questions that came through and what I'm hoping to cover within this episode is going to be mostly career and how I got started and, you know, how I came to how kind of this platform came to be and what I do for work, because that was just like top questions. So During the time that I speak about this and on this, I'm kind of going to give some learnings and realizations that I had along the way, just because I think that that's really important. And then that can also answer some of the other questions I was getting, like, what are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned or tell us more about your wellness journey? So It's going to be a lot of going back and forth again. (laughs) I've never done this before, so we're going to get into it. And also, this is me facing my fear of doing a solo episode. I don't know why I feel so scared and cringe about it, but we're going to do it. Okay, so how I got started, let's just discuss my schooling and my relationship with school and the education system and all of that. So in high school... I definitely did not partake in any extracurricular activities in terms of like athletics or, you know, music or anything. Actually, you know, I did sing in my high school talent show, but that's a story for another day. But really in high school, I did not know what I wanted to do. I just knew that I wanted to either be in media or, you know, be in fashion and the way that I grew up, like just my surroundings, like that type of route is extremely unconventional and beyond the norm. A lot of people that I went to school with, you know, were wanting to either be psychologists or doctors or lawyers and accountants or teachers. And like, those are all really incredible careers. It's just not what I saw for myself because I feel like somewhat of an academic and, you know, love learning and enjoying school. And I just never did well. I never did well in writing. Writing was not my strong suit. I never could succeed in tests. Testing for me brings up a huge form of, you know, stress and anxiety, just never doing well. Even if I know something just testing is not for me. Even now, like I will fail my driver's test like probably a million times because I just get so nervous and anxious. And I totally know that I'm not the only one, 
But when we're put into these situations where based off of the knowledge that we know, it kind of, you know, determines where we go. It's just wild. So I also, with that included, I kind of, you know, I had a learning disability. I do have ADHD and a little bit of ADD. So just school is not the right fit. Like the generic education system is just not for me. And just another anecdote on the side, I always felt that I needed to prove myself to other people in terms of like being accepted. Like I did go to a private school with kids who came from a lot of money. I personally was not one of those children. I was there as a subsidized kid. My mom was a single parent working multiple jobs to be able to support me. So I knew that I had to work harder than everyone else just to get even like scholarships or any sort of thing like that. So that's just kind of where my experience with schooling was and why I always felt really negative towards it. But I also in the back of my head had so much anxiety about what I was going to do when I was older. And I feared that what I wanted to really do, which again was like fashion, media, arts, anything like that was just not accepted and it was not going to be approved by both my mom and just the school that I was at. So I ended up going to university with an undergrad in communications and I purposely chose a smaller university so that I could have smaller classes and then I would be able to have, you know, one-on-one time with the professors. And during that time, again, could not sit through lectures. Lectures were about two and a half hours with class sizes of just 200 and I say 200, but like because other schools probably are like, I don't know, their classes are over a thousand. Long story short, university was not my thing. I could not sit in the library and study. I was occupying myself with other things, whether it be taking on a lot of jobs. I did work all through university. I also worked through high school as well, just because I had to not fully provide for myself, but anything that I wanted to do in terms of like hanging out with my friends or buying clothes, like I had to find a way to fund it myself. So in university, for instance, first year I was working full time, (laughs) which I would not recommend, but I totally understand that it's a need for some people like myself. So I was working full time in retail, which was always an outlet for me to kind of like dabble in fashion and clothes. I worked in retail actually since grade 11. So I also did that during university. You know, I came up into my second year and I like failed my recommended class, like not a recommended, like a prerequisite that you had to do to get through the program. So I failed it like three times. And the prof said to me, like he sat me down and he was like, listen, Michelle, like this is not the type of learning environment that you can be in. You are not excelling. (laughs) We knew that. These are all things that I knew. You are not excelling. You writing is not your strong suit. I can pass you like he literally was so kind and passed me by 1%. But he was just like, I just don't think that this is kind of like worth it for you. And of course, hearing your professor say that is like so gut wrenching. Like it's like, oh, great. Like I fail at everything. I'm like kind of used to it. But now this person is telling me that no matter how hard I try, I just will not excel in this type of learning environment. So long story short, I 
graduated a year early, moved back home. And when I say graduated, like I was supposed to get an honors degree and I didn't. I just had a general degree, which again, if I were in high school right now, I probably would not be going to a post-secondary schooling system like that. That's all I'm going to say. However, would I change my path? No, because the path that I took led me to where I am today. So that's the thing. Like I can't live with regrets. Yes, I'm still in debt, but I can't live in re- with any regrets because if I didn't take those steps and take those wrong turns or have you not, I wouldn't be where I am today. So that's another thing. So I came home, started working retail again, full time, not knowing what I wanted to do. You know, my mom suggested, why don't you try college and smaller classes also in college, you get to do that in, you know, that one-on-one experience time with like co-op programs and all of that. So I was like, you know what? That's a great idea. I decided to do a sports and event marketing just because marketing is something that I kind of understood. And I was like, why don't I become an event planner? Like it looks like so much fun. Get to always be around people and all that stuff. So I went into that sports and event marketing class again. I think that just any sort of learning environment where you are tested or required to do presentations or assignments and studying, it is just not for me. Does that mean I cannot retain information? No, it just needs to be a subject matter that I'm like truly obsessed with. And I was not obsessed with sports and the event side of it. We should have known that. So Another thing is to note that during this time, well, even since high school, my hobbies have always been in Tumblr and curating. And I say hobbies because I was the kid that like didn't participate in extracurriculars at school, but you could absolutely find me at home on the internet for hours and hours on Tumblr, on Blogspot, on all those like all anything of the sort going through magazines like it was just my absolute favorite thing to do ever and so all through my four years of high school I actually took computer programs and it wasn't like computer programming it was like learning how to use Final Cut Pro and InDesign and Photoshop and I absolutely fell in love with InDesign. It's so weird, it's so random, but InDesign was like my shit. All through the 4 years, you would find me there during lunchtime. I would stay after school sometimes. I loved my teacher so much. It was the best experience. So I was like, okay, well do I want to be a graphic designer and like when you're in grade 12 that's not really something that i like i was like i don't even know what kind of career that is and like what that granted like this was also 2009 like this was not very mainstream like what it is now just because the internet wasn't as big back then as it is now as well it's like yeah you could be a blogger but it was like one in a million and that was like a lot a lot of hard work so i just never thought of that so another thing is like I always wanted to be a much music VJ, but I was so incredibly shy. And I think so much of that has to do with like 
you know, not me being shy, but so much of like that kind of job is being in front of a camera, talking and socializing. And I like never wanted to be in front of a camera. Like that was not my thing. Did not want to do it. So I would never even apply to any of those contests. So I was like, okay, well, if I don't want to be in front of the camera, like maybe radio is a thing. And like, again, just my mom was like, you can, you're not going to be a radio host. Just like, it wasn't something that was common or normal. And it's like, what, it's like a one in a million chance. Like how many radio stations are there here in Toronto? There's like four. And like, how many BJs are there? There's like 10. It's like, we needed to be practical just because of like, how our upbringing was. So yeah, that was that. So this anecdote is just kind of to like move forward. So finished university, dropped out of my post-grad learning and I'm still working retail. Love it. But it's like, okay, well, what am I going to do now? Hadn't really figured it out. I did start an Instagram account. Well, my Instagram account back in like 2015. And I was like posting outfits and it was so fun and so cute. That's back then when people were like not taking it seriously. And I absolutely love those times. And I hope one day, well, I think, I think people now kind of use it the same way, but we'll never like go back to like using those filters with the, you know, borders. But yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So posting outfit pics back then. But I was kind of noticing a wellness trend online and it was more so, I will literally tell you exactly when it was. It was that era when like Kayla Instantine, like remember the booty workout, she was huge in Australia. There were like so many Australian bloggers always posting their smoothie bowls and like how they use collagen and like all that stuff. Granted, like I would like watch from afar, but I knew it's like that type of culture did not speak to me. And I just never saw myself in that. But I did care about my own personal wellness because, you know, not being active as a child, but then moving out for university, starting to take care of myself, starting to work out for the first time ever, understanding, you know, how to listen to your body eat a little bit healthier because you're cooking for yourself for the first time. And like, you know, in first year, everyone's eating out all the time, but then, you know, you're moving it, you're moving in with roommates and you start cooking and it's like, how do I cook for myself? It's just like the whole thing is like learning about really how to take care of yourself. That's what it was for me. So with that, for me, it was like noticing different wellness habits within myself. So now back to like moving to working in store, then being moved to working the office job, which was customer service. And I did, I knew that customer service was not something I was going to do forever, but being at the office for the retail company that I worked for, I was like, okay, well this can lead to different opportunities. So I was taking on little projects here and there. I just wanted to like get my toes wet with a little bit of PR, a little bit of marketing, like all that stuff. Meanwhile, I kind of thought back to, okay, well, I want to start something else and I want it to be wellness focused because again, I did not have any experience. Not that I didn't have any experience. I didn't see that type of platform online that I wish there was. So I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to start a YouTube channel because I don't want to be in front of the camera talking and I can't start a blog because everyone has always told me that I can't be a writer. And so I was like, okay, well, I feel like people are 
podcasting. It was very like unknown. And I say that because there was not a single podcast that I listened to. Like I just would hear people in, you know, university talk about creating a podcast, but like, it was just like for on campus, like radio shows. So I was like, I'm going to figure out how to do this. So I was like, okay, I'm going to start a podcast, but like, where the hell do I start? Because there was no information really accessible at this time. So this year was like, it was like 2017. So I would literally email professors at universities that taught radio or music or sound, because I was like, these people must know what you need to start a podcast. So I will never forget. I reached out to someone the University of Michigan and this professor, bless his heart, like spent such a long time with me trying to like talk me through the kind of sound equipment that I would need, how I could record it, how I could record it if I had guests on the show. I am forever thankful for that. And so then I was like, okay, well, I know that I won't be able to edit it myself So I needed to get an editor and that whole thing was a whole process. So the whole pre-production of the podcast situation was about six or seven months until I actually started doing interviews. And I knew I was like, I'm going to line up a bunch of interviews at once and we're just going to do it. Like I'm going to take time, like editing it, like listening to it, making edits, making notes, yada, yada, yada. Meanwhile, I was like, okay, well, we need some sort of like front facing community aspect to it, right? Like how are people going to know about it? So then I was like, okay, I'm going to start an Instagram account. And the Instagram account was really just supposed to be the way my mind perceived wellness and what it meant to me in my head. So a huge aspect of it was nature Um, was a wilderness, fresh foods, produce, people laughing and like showing joy. So it was kind of like a visual representation of what wellness felt like to me and how it looked like in my head. Also, this time was really interesting because I was going through my own personal health problems. I had some skin issues. I had hormonal issues and I had period issues, which I have always had period issues, but this is when it like really, really hit me strong. Right. So I'm trying to figure out how to manage things. And I was trying, you know, naturopath, I was doing acupuncture. I was meditating. Like there was a lot of things that I was doing to try to like help myself and also being put on like wild supplement routines. So that's when I learned that I was able to retain a lot of information and be able to apply it. Being told for so long that the traditional style of learning was just not for me. This is where I was able to prove myself wrong and prove others wrong because it was like, I'm reading all these books. I'm digesting, you know, tidbits of data from like all these other places. And I'm able to kind of like formulate an answer for myself and apply it and realize what's working and what's not working. And I was like, okay, is it because I really, really enjoy it? Or is this because it's out of like necessity? Like I need to know because this is my, you know, this is my health. This is my livelihood. So I just thought that that was really interesting. And I think that's what fueled the fire. And I was like, I know I need to do this podcast because I want to talk to other people in this space 
and hear about how they helped themselves heal or why they decided to kind of like go into this type of industry. And I think everyone has a story. Everyone has a journey. And, you know, there's there's a story to why everyone started, right? And everyone started somewhere. So, yeah. And what was so interesting, kind of like now looking back at hobbies that I had as a kid, it was like, okay, I'm creating my own auditory platform, which is something that I wanted to do when I was younger, but just never thought that I could. I'm taking, you know, that whole like Tumblr curating, you know, finding images that I was doing when I was younger and I brought it to Instagram. By the way, nothing that I do have done is revolutionary. So many people are doing it. There are literally thousands and thousands of accounts out there, but I just, you know, I'm just saying that that's what I did. And so it was just really interesting. Now I actually only noticed it within this year. I was like, wow, like I done everything that I wanted to do as a kid, but I did it myself and I didn't go through the, this traditional trajectory because again, I was not educated on it in terms of like, I didn't go to school to learn this stuff. I, it's all self-taught, meaning I don't feel like an expert. And that's why I still feel a lot of imposter syndrome with everything I do, but I'm still doing it. We all have those weeks where time is the essence and a trip to the grocery store can really throw your day and productivity off. Thanks to the delivery service of today's sponsor, Walmart's online grocery, you don't have to break your routine or productivity streak. All your necessities can be delivered for a fee in as little as two hours when you spend $35 or more. You can check out walmart.ca slash grocery for more information on eligible delivery locations and applicable fees. This way of grocery shopping is so convenient when you place a delivery order on walmart.ca slash grocery, you can save both time and money because you're getting the same low price as in-store. I love it because you can order everything you need for the week from vitamins to a yoga mat with the click of a button and no markups. From now until April 30th, new customers can save $15 off your first four grocery orders of $75 or more with the code LEMONWATER60 by visiting walmart.ca slash grocery promo. Now back to the episode. So started the podcast still working in customer service after about like two and a half years i transitioned to working at an e-com company managing like a beauty and skincare portfolio which was like also while lemon water is happening i wrote like two things for into the gloss it was like super cool and super fun and that's when it was like really big and i will never forget i would just like bother the editors over there to like making it happen and it happened. So sorry to those who I kind of like pested that. But yeah, so I was working at this company. I only lasted about eight months and I got let go. My learning experience from that was, of course, it was so interesting to finally be taken out of something that I was so used to. I was working at that retail company for almost like five and a half years. So going to this new environment, I did not know what to expect, right? Because like when you're only used to one thing, like you don't know what change is like. It's so nerve wracking. I was scared, but I was also excited. But what I will say is my learning from that job was that I did not like being strictly the executor. It was more like, Michelle, do this. Michelle, do that. Michelle, apply this. And I think 
I knew that I needed to be more involved in the moving parts of a business or a product or just like brand growth, because I did feel like since I was like that final end of like going to either manage the platform or whatnot, but not having had any say in like copy or packaging or design, it was more like, I'm not like, what am I doing? Like, I'm literally just like the last half of what's going on. And I feel like there's so many ideas I had that could have like made the thing better or maybe worse, who knows? But that was kind of my learning. I knew that I didn't just want to be an executor and I really wanted to be more involved in the process of whatever it is that I was going to be doing. So I got laid off and this is when things like really took a turn. I was unemployed for a full year and a half. I was of course like very thankfully enough, blessed enough to be able to do some influencer stuff here and there on the side. But I was of course looking for full-time work or even just taking on people as freelance clients. I did not know what I wanted to do. So either it was like account, I was applying to like account management positions, like social media manager positions. It was like anything that I can get my hands on because I did not have work coming and it was the scariest time of my life. I will say I had over like 20 interviews, but nothing came from that. And I had like so much stress and so much anxiety that within a five to seven month period, I had lost like an obscene amount of weight, like really quickly, like 20 pounds. And I did not know how to manage that because I did not know, like, I didn't understand how I was like losing that weight because I was still eating, but I was, I guess I felt like really anxious and like my body just was not happy with what it was reacting to the stress in a very negative way. But meanwhile, I did have all this free time And that's when I was able to grow my podcast and I was able to grow, you know, the Instagram platform because I had all that time to dedicate to it. So December, 2019 is I think when things started to shift a little bit, a brand that I absolutely loved reached out and a founder who I knew from before wanted me to kind of support with social media and like all these like marketing initiatives. And it wasn't full time. But I was like, oh my God, like someone believes in me, like someone likes what I'm doing and they they want me to do this for them. And it just really meant a lot. I think I just lost a lot of hope in myself during that year and a half time. I just didn't think that my work was good. I didn't think that anyone else believed in me. And just having that one person be like, we love what you're doing. Do you want to help us out? It was incredible. And I think that my positive energy and my hopefulness from that. I just had like more of a positive energy and it attracted more things. So from there, it was like me being a freelance consultant was kind of the norm. I was picking up different clients. I was doing different things. All of these different things became new skill sets for me. And it like gave me the opportunity to see what I liked and what I didn't like. So again, like the learning journey is not linear. So as you know, it's just like, I knew that I was not able to have that traditional education in the classroom that I would be able to apply. Like literally nothing I do right now is what I learned in school. Nothing, like zero, absolutely zero. Does that mean drop out of school? No, that does not mean drop out of school. Every single person is on a path. So where you are is where you're supposed to be. I promise you that. So yeah, for me, it was being in 
these client situations and needing to do certain things where I was able to kind of like strengthen my skill set with whatever I was required to do. Also, I get the question a lot, like, what is a consultant? So a consultant is like a specialist or someone that only focuses on certain things for a company. So they kind of come on freelance, obviously. And so a consultant can be someone who does like creative production, who strictly does like social, who does influencer stuff, or even there's freelance like consultant accountants or business managers. It like could be anything. So for me, like being a quote unquote creative consultant, now my focus is creative production, creative strategy, social strategy, or like brand partnership. So that's where I really love, that's what I really love doing. And I was only able to understand that through all these different things that I did. So that is what I was doing while the same time doing the podcast, growing the platform, and then COVID happens. COVID happens and I feel like truly my attitude and everything shifted because for me pre-covid wellness my wellness journey was so specifically focused on moving my body working out eating specific kinds of food being active like on the go so that's what it was and you know I've spoken about this so many times. I was not able to get into a groove of keeping my body in movement during the pandemic. Like it just was not happening. I just felt really detached from it. I didn't feel, it didn't bring joy where it used to bring so much joy. It used to, you know, be a release for me. I felt none of that. I felt like working out, doing these at-home workouts were like, I'm trying to think of like something negative, but like, it's like the most negative. It was painful. It was like painful to do. So I think during the pandemic, I was like, I'm just going to sit in this and I'm just going to try to figure out more about myself and what this means to me and, you know, why I'm feeling this kind of way. Obviously we know we are under so much trauma and so much stress about everything going on. So during that time, my attitude towards a podcast was shifting because I kind of felt like I like was living some sort of lie because so much of this podcast was about wellness and being well. And like, I think that like, what is even being well? There are so many different areas of wellness. And I think there's financial wellness, there's mental wellness, there's community wellness. There's like so many different components And I was really just focusing on trying to distract myself. But for me, that was through work. And I think that that became a little bit negative because I was just so involved with trying to distract myself from what was going on in the real world that I was just like focusing on working and getting new clients. And when you do that, when you just strictly focus on work, you're not putting yourself first. That's another thing. Like my priority this year is putting myself first because we have one body and you live in it forever. So you need to be kind to it. And it's saying nice things to yourself. It's doing nice things for yourself. And it's knowing when to not push your limits. So with all that being said, that was my journey and how this podcast came to be, how this community came to be, how my career happened. If you have specific questions 
please email me. I will answer them because I know there's like so many, like there may seem like there's like kind of like gray areas about it. And I hope I did my best to kind of like explain, but I just want those listening to understand if you're feeling stuck, if you don't know what you want to do, if you're feeling like overwhelmed or you're, you know, you're in university and you don't think you did the right decision, you are where you need to be. The answers will come. They will. They're not going to come in your dream or something like that. But I think that we are naturally propelled to what we want and what is meant for us. So don't have so much focus on not knowing what you want to do, but just find things that you like doing. And I know that there is so much negativity towards like, don't monetize your hobbies. It's like, okay, don't monetize your hobbies, but also do something that you enjoy. Like make every day something that you're excited to do. And I, I'm literally feel like people roll their eyes when I say this, but I, I love my job. I love what I do. And I would not see myself doing anything else. So that's kind of that. And with that being said, I think that I don't know how much longer this podcast will last for only because I feel that ship towards this. So it's just like, sometimes I feel like I wake up in the morning and I'm like, no one even cares about this anymore. Like there are so many podcasts out there. There are so many quote unquote wellness podcasts out there. Cause I feel like I don't really focus on wellness anymore. I focus on so many other things. I love interviewing people. I love hearing about their journeys. I love hearing about how they got the idea of starting their company or what they're going through currently and how they're navigating that. So yeah, that's the thing. Like, I don't know how much longer this is going to last. I love that it's here and I love every single one of you for being here, but that's just kind of how I'm feeling. So I'm just going to get into a little bit more questions that we have. So how to cope with feeling overwhelmed and pursuing a creative career after college. It's totally normal to feel overwhelmed. It's not weird. I mean, I know I'm just someone who's always anxious. I've been diagnosed with anxiety at the age of three. So I'm just always anxious and I'm always overwhelmed. And I think that creative career aspect to it, it's like there are so many things within the creative industry that you can do. And if it's trying a bunch of things out and seeing what sticks, go for it. You can figure out what you want to do at any age. There's no time limit to it. And I think that right after college is the time that you should be learning about yourself and being excited to learn more about yourself. So don't force anything. Know that the journey is the story. And can you imagine if we all had our shit figured out by the age of 20? Like, I feel like it would make life personally not exciting. I don't know. I think we have our whole lives to kind of like figure out and find out what we want to do. So why not make the most of it? I don't know. Okay. Another question is my history with wellness. So wellness for me, again, was like very baseline. I was raised by an immigrant mother who didn't really have the means to kind of like go and partake in like different wellness healing activities when she really needed it. So she would always buy like thrift books that were herbs for specific sicknesses or, you know, just like self-healing. So from a young age, it was kind of like your tummy hurts or you're going to, you know, this, you're going to drink this tea or you have a headache, 
you're going to do this or, you know, you're having a stomach ache from an anxiety attack. Well, we're going to breathe through it. It's like little things like that. So I kind of always knew and it was always instilled in me that there were different ways to treat something. And the doctor's prescription is not always the right one or the one that you have to go to. So from that, I kind of think that I was always trying to find a different answer to solve a problem with something that was going on with me. And I will say I'm a huge, huge hypochondriac and like I would have headaches growing up and I would assume the worst. I would have like a toothache. I would assume the worst. And I know those of you listening, some of you feel the same way. So I don't really need to go in detail how a mind of a hypochondriac works, but that was me. (laughs) So as I was saying, when I moved out, I was like still doing that because I wanted to take care of myself the best way that I could. So that was kind of it. Just always finding another answer to solve a problem. Yeah. Now knowing and understanding that there are so many different layers and areas of wellness. There's just, it's never ending. Cause one of the questions also is like, how do I know what I want to do in the wellness industry? Well, it's what, what do you enjoy? What kind of problems do you like solving? How do you like helping people? Because that's really what it is. Okay. Another question is how to manage anxiety. I am, and I'm also not the person to ask that question because I still try to find ways to manage my anxiety. But a mantra, well, a mantra and like a saying, well, it's very obvious that anxiety is like the fear of the unknown. It's like what you anticipate will happen and it's not being in the present. So it's just constantly reminding myself to stay present and stay focused on what is happening currently, not what has the potential to occur. And I am my own worst enemy when it comes to that because I'm always freaking out about things that are like 20 steps ahead of me and to the point that it sometimes like literally paralyzes my thoughts and it manifests very horrible ways in my body and like I can't sit here and say that I literally know the answer and the cure to manage anxiety because that's would be bullshit because I go through it all the time but breath work obviously helps me because my anxiety also sometimes manifests in like terrible, terrible stomach aches. Like I'll wake up in the middle of the night with like stabbing pains in my stomach and it's nothing but me being anxious about something that's happening. So breath work, slow breaths. If not, again, the other ship breath work app is very cool. I love it. Even just like breathing in, holding your breath, letting out, and just doing that for like five minutes really helps me calm down all my nerves. Okay, another one is how I stay motivated. I don't know. I think just a really big factor for me is being excited about what I have going on and finding like little joys throughout the day. Like, that's an interesting question, but I think that now, since I've been getting like back into the groove of moving my body a little bit more, if I kind of feel like I'm hitting a wall and I'm feeling really kind of like blah about what I'm doing, I think going outside is the absolute best for me. Just like stepping away 
stepping away from whatever is going on for at least 30 minutes to just take a walk outside really, really refreshes my brain and allows me to just stay motivated. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I've been talking everyone's ear off and I just want to say that like, I hope that my story and my journey spoke to you just a little bit and you found maybe some pieces that could resonate with you. I think for me, the biggest thing is that I really get asked a lot about how I was able to know what I wanted to do when I was older or, you know, how, how I got to where I was. And I think that it was just giving myself time, but also like I felt all those anxieties and, you know, being unsure and being, feeling stuck, feeling like I failed, feeling like I was going nowhere. I, I've like, I felt all of that. And at the end, I kind of just, it really fell into place. And I totally know I come from a very privileged place of being able to go to school and also like trying things out that I liked and didn't like. So just please don't be hard on yourself. That's, that's really it. Like we are all so hard on ourselves. And I think that this is just a product of like the society that we're in is that we are all expected to, you know, have everything (laughs) figured out. And I don't know why I really cannot tell you why, but yeah. And just another thing, like I have so much appreciation for those that are listening and those that have listened from the beginning, or even if you just started listening and joining me on this journey, it's so crazy to see how much people care and it just warms my heart. And yeah, so I love each and every single one of you. And I hope that you are staying well and safe And if there is any sort of advice or anything that you want to ask me, you know where to find me, DM, email, anything like that. So again, I hope you guys liked this episode. If you didn't, I totally get it. It will most likely be the only solo episode. Thank you for joining me and I'll see you guys soon.